Welcome to Student of the Game Podcast, where we want you to master the fundamentals, fall in love with practice, and win at the game of life. I'm your host, Brad Knoll. Welcome to the classroom. Welcome to the show. Today we have our guest, Anthony Pano, who is the Director of Operations here at Knoll Team Real Estate. Anthony, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brad. Good to be here. Awesome. Well, what we're going to do is, is we're going to take a deep dive a little bit into our business and, and behind the scenes. So there's a lot of small business owners listening to this. And one of the things we want to talk to them about is, you know, how do you work on your business? A lot of us work in our business. You know, we're busy with, with all the things, right? So if you're a barber, you're cutting hair all day. Or if you're a, a health coach, you know, you're, you're on the phone talking to people all day. But what does it look like to actually work on your business? We're going to get into that in this episode. But first, let's just talk a little bit about who is Anthony Pano. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today. Sure. Uh, so yeah, my background, Brad, man, as we've talked about before, it's, it's pretty eclectic. I grew up and went to college at Asbury University, uh, went there to study theology, thought I was going to be in ministry, uh, started a church, was working in churches as an associate pastor and then as a senior pastor for close to 15 years and felt like it was time to go a little different direction. As my family was growing, I wanted to spend a little bit more time focusing on them. So I ended up working at Merrill Lynch as a financial advisor for six years. It was a great experience, learned a lot. It was fun working with clients. And in between all of that, I had the opportunity to coach high school basketball here in Fort Wayne at three different high schools. I got to work with a bunch of great young men, help people get into college. It's been crazy watching during graduation season this year. Uh, These guys, I remember when they were little, now they're having kids that are getting ready to graduate, just the circle of life. So uh, working with people has been a, a passion of mine from day one and just finding different ways to do that each and every year. That's awesome. Uh, coaching is a big part of my background, and you know we're we're coached by Buffini Company, one of the largest coaching companies yep. in in North America. Uh, we actually sell our group of realtors sells one in every eight homes in the U.S. And so there's something about coaching. I mean, the work that you do in the lives of people. I mean, there there's definitely some some uh, benefits that's happening. So I, I know you and I connected on a, on a coaching level, on a sports level, and we're actually running yes. our real estate business like a sports franchise. And so why don't uh, why don't you tell the listeners kind of how we connected? Yeah, so as I mentioned, being an advisor with Merrill, one of the big things that I tried to do at all times was making connections for people. So I found it was always a win when I could find somebody in my network to link with somebody else in my network. They may not have known each other, but try to help them out in their business. And I saw a post from you uh, that was, Jordan looking for my Pippin. And that rang so true to me on every level. I thought, man, I remember that teamwork uh, that the two of those guys had. They were special. There was a chemistry. I think I understand the overview of what you're looking for, but I better find the details. So I reached out to you just because it caught my attention. I, the Jordan Pippen analogy was fantastic. And the f- funny thing was is the more we talked, I started thinking, I think I might be Pippen. So I, I, I started, instead of connecting you with others, I started trying to connect you with me because I felt uh, we had a lot of good synergy and I felt we could uh, accomplish some really great things together. So it was pretty fun the way that post started this relationship. Yeah, no, that's pretty awesome. And I think for the listeners, we want to make sure uh, of a couple things. Number one, uh, I think there's a lot of humility, you know, in, in in the work that you and I do. I mean, I definitely don't look at myself as, as Michael Jordan of real estate, right? Like that's a, like that's the goat. Um, however, <laughs> what was unique is the triangle offense. What was unique was the people that, you know, Phil Jackson put around Jordan. You know, it, what was unique was the run that they went on and, and they just did things different. Here at the Student of the Game podcast, it's really about paying attention to what does success look like? You know, what, what do we 
winners do that's different. And and I think that's really what we want our listeners to to hear right there is like, uh, we want to be great. Don't get me wrong, but uh, but calling ourselves Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen, it was more of the analogy. So uh, I'm glad I'm glad we connected. Let's get right into your job description and my job description. I mean, I think for any of the listeners out there, you know, if you if you own a small business and you're kind of struggling with what to do, you know, what the next steps are, even if you're a, in a nine to five and you're trying to figure out your place in the world, right? I mean, you have gifts and abilities and, and you're trying to figure out what your next step is. For us, our, the, the next step, the first step, you know, after we align with our core values is let's get some job descriptions together. And, you know, my job description is pretty simple. Uh, it's deep in relationships and bringing opportunities for our team. Okay. We believe that our realtor's job description is really four things. Generate referrals, list homes, show homes, and negotiate deals. And what we want to do with your position as director of operations is we really want to optimize the business. There's so many opportunities out there. There's so many things that we we can focus on, but we want to focus on the right thing. So, you know, as as it sits like right now, your job description as director of operations is really to create a workflow and processes to implement our vision that we have. It's taking a tactical approach to goal setting. So, you know, in, in goal setting, you got to have milestones. Uh, you know, we talk about the roadmap. I think you can get into that. It's managing the leadership team. It's our staff. It's, it's managing the staff to make sure that we're providing the right tools and structure and systems so that our agents can be most successful. And then, and then ultimately is optimize the business, right? It's looking at cash flow. It's looking at expenses. It's looking at, you know, projecting what the market's doing and where the opportunities are in the market. Talk a little bit about your role on this team and kind of what you've seen. I mean, you've been here almost a year now, so let's let's talk about your role. Well, you know, it's it's fun, Brad, because because we have that similar shared sports background. There's a lot of analogies we can use with one another, and I want to piggyback off the one we began with with the Pippen Jordan triangle offense. I think it's important for the listeners to understand that it's having not just the right people, but the right positions for the people. And I think that what we have got is number one, you as a visionary. Uh, that's fantastic. If there is a great vision, uh, that helps propel a lot of excitement around an office. If there's a great plan, that can become something that gives confidence to people around the office. And my role is to first create the plan that goes with your vision. You've set a great vision and an expectation, and my job is to put a plan together. But you have to have the right people, and that starts with culture. And so uh, coming in, it was fantastic to learn about the culture. It's been fun to accent that because, you know, you look at those Bulls teams back in the day. It was in the era where the center was the most dominant position. You had David Robinson, Patrick Ewing, Akeem Olajuwon. I could list all of these. Who did the Bulls have? They had Bill Wennington and Luke Longley. Uh, you know, it was not Who? the big name center. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But what you found out was they were the perfect fit in that position for what they were trying to accomplish. And I think what we have found with our team is trying to get people that fit the right role. And my job is to optimize those people to get the maximum effort out of them, but also the efficiencies. We have great agents on our sales team. We have great back office. Our client care is second to none. Our, our marketing department is doing fantastic things. My job is a little bit Pippinish, but it's also a little Phil Jackson-y. And that is trying to make sure that everybody's uh, you know, working together and that the ball's always moving and that no one feels like, oh, I'm upset with somebody else or someone else isn't doing their job. We all stay on our lanes, do our jobs, and we look like a well-oiled machine. So for the listeners out there, I think that it's important that you always have a vision, but it's also important that you have a plan. And more than anything, that there's a buy-in for both by everybody that works around you, that they see the vision and that they believe in the plan. 
Well, and, and all that, you know, all that starts with core values. You know, if, if, if you share the same core values, right? I mean, if, if you want to build a championship culture, our core values are serve others, earn everything, grow constantly, win together, and always represent. Um, Absolutely. And so you got to share those core values. Once you share those core values, then we look at the gifts, right? What, what gifts do people bring to the table? Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's funny. There, in, in our business, in real estate, there's so many people who join a team looking for what are they going to get from it. Exactly. Well, exactly. You you better you better bring more to the table than just your plate. <laughs> you exactly. know, you know. So so I look at this and say, you know, most small businesses that struggle, they struggle because the the solopreneur is doing every job and wearing every hat. And once you can grow to a point where you have enough leads, now you can bring on some staff or you can bring on some, you know, different players on your team. You know, for me it was, you know, the book Traction and I learned like there's a visionary and there's an integrator. And, you know, if you if you're the visionary, your job is to, you know, look at the problems that are coming down the road. You know, look at the the opportunities that are coming down the road and start to create some some goals around that. If you don't have a integrator, if you don't have an integrator, then that's all they are. They're just dreams. They're just wishes. And so the integrator's job, like you said, is, is your role, is to take these visions that we have and not like visions of grandeur, but like legit visions and, and then start to implement and build out plans and processes, you know, in order to, to accomplish that. So at, before we get started into our real discussion here about student of the game, you know, Tell, tell us a little bit about what you're doing, you know, as a director of operations. Well, my role, Brad, you, you said great with having the plan, the, t- the traction, the milestones, however you want to phrase it. The thing that I look at in everything is to go, okay, we have our starting point. It's like a roadmap. We have our starting point. This is where we know we are. And that, you know, for some people, that's even tough to acknowledge. You have to kind of have a Hey, I will accept reality. This is actually where I'm starting. I'm not starting here or here. I'm starting right where I really am. And then once you go from there, then you go, what is your desired destination? Where are you trying to get to? You know, that's, that's a question I always want to ask. What's the ultimate goal? When you and I first started meeting before I was ever a part of the staff, it was, Brad, tell me a little bit more what you want to accomplish. What do you want to see this business become? And then from there, it becomes hey, let's build out the proper map. And just today, I had this happen when I was coming from uh, from my home. There was road construction. So when I put in, hey, what's the quickest route to get to the office? There were four different directions that popped up and it told me different, different options. One might be the fastest, but it may not be the best route for what I'm trying to accomplish because there's no gas station along that route. So maybe I'm trying to get gas. And the reason I bring that up is because there is no clear-cut path in life. Sometimes you think you've got it, but there's going to be a detour. So my job is to first create the, the roadmap that seems the most ideal, but then also make sure that we're checking in along the way to see if there's any detours that we need to take, any redirects. If there's any types of, hey, we need a pause. The rain's pouring down too hard. I need to park under this underpass. Uh, you know, we, those type of moments. It's it's very much the journey of life and the journey of this business. We know where we're trying to get. And I feel like we've made great headway in a lot of places, but sometimes you got to pause and sometimes you got to go faster. It's just the, the the seasonality of the business. So we're pretty excited about building that map here. That is that is so good because, um, you know, we're bringing on new agents right now. If you're, if you're a realtor in the Fort Wayne area and you want to talk to us, you know, obviously this is, this is something we're passionate about. We're, we're passionate about helping you win and, and by helping you win, it's going to help our team win and vice versa. When our team's winning, our agents are going to win, right? Win together is a core value. So, so if you're, if you're in the market, you're in the four-way market and you know, you, you, uh, you've got some big goals and, and, uh, you want to come talk to us, we're obviously open for business, but you know, let's get into kind of the fundamentals 
of the director of operations. So, so you know, this podcast is about being a student of the game where we master the fundamentals, we fall in love with practice, and then you know we get to win in the game of life. Um, you know, let's let's talk about mastering the fundamentals. So, the fundamentals in your role is data. You know, collecting data, yes. data mining. You know, whatever you want to call it, and then it's, and then it's excellent communication. So, talk a little bit about the data and kind of how you see your role. So, one of the movies and books that you and I reference often is Moneyball, and I think that that might be for our listeners, especially with a, a podcast with this title. I think they'll probably be able to relate. Very much, Billy Bean is probably not given enough credit for the fact that he had a mind for understanding things that were very complex, but he also knew where his limit was on that. He had a great understanding of it. I would say the thing that drew me very much in confidence to working with the Null team and you in particular was that you did have not just a visionary mind, but you actually had a a practical mind to a lot of it. So there were a lot of systems already in place. And where I come in as a Peter Brand type is I nerd out on statistics. So I start diving into them in a very deeper level uh, and, and look for those patterns because as we've talked about the law of large numbers is a true thing you know if you you put enough data set together you can find these patterns you can find these trends so finding opportunities of going hey uh, in October this is one of the months that we need to be reaching out to as many people as possible because they're more receptive but if we're reaching out in July to the same amount of people they're five percent less receptive so maybe we need to spend some energy going other places uh, you know things uh, like t- that time yeah. I'm, I'm gonna pause right there because if, if I'm listening right now and I'm a small business owner you said something that I want to dive a little deeper to. First of all, first of all, every business needs to understand that there is a seasonality to the business that you're in. If I sell t-shirts, there's a season to it, right? If I sell t-shirts, it's like, okay, when is youth sports? When is the church summer camps? When is back to school? Like, when are all of these activities that revolve around people buying new t-shirts? Uh, you know, if I'm in the landscaping business, there's a season to that. We're in the housing business and there's a season to that. And what you just said, I want people to pick up on is, is we are a student of the game. You know, we understand that, you know, when it comes to moving, it is predicated around lifestyle. Yes. There are so many different things that happen, you know, for reasons to move, right? There's death, divorce, and delinquency. There's job transfers. There's, you know, kids graduating, empty nesting. There are so many lifestyle points that what you're saying is we've targeted the seasonality in which our business, you know, will will benefit from our reaching out and communicating with our clients. And so... If you're in a business right now, number one takeaway here so far, so far is understand your data and understand what time of year is the most impactful when it's about reaching out to your clients. So keep going if you want to if you want to elaborate on that point. But you said something like October hey is a is a great reach out month, and my guess is because three to six months later is when we see the results, and that gets us into our busy home buying season. Absolutely. So you can see those patterns emerge. And what happens is it's very similar to what we saw where they were talking. When you get your pitch, you hit 20 points higher than when you don't get your pitch, when you're swinging at everything else. So not all batting average is created equally. Similarly, those seasonality of the business, I'm so glad you took the time to highlight that because it's true. Some people need to look into when is the seasonality, but more than just business seasonality, Brad, it's the ability to accurately track the data that's important so that you can make sure that your target audience is actually hearing what you're saying. If I have a conversation with my wife at five o'clock in the morning when I first wake up and I'm expecting her to be attentive, it's 
probably not going to go over as well as if I'm talking to her at three or four in the afternoon because now she's more awake. So I have to pick my spots. If I want to tell her I'm playing golf, I might do that at five in the morning so she doesn't hear it. But at three or four in the afternoon, that's going to be where she's more receptive if I want to talk about a date night. So, absolutely. Uh, you know, using those type of things uh, as example, what we're trying to do is collect the data that you've built over 20 years of real estate and find these patterns so that we can be the most effective for the people that we work with. That's why our agents, you mentioned, you know, if people are interested, we feed into you. We may not feed you cash. What we are going to feed you is life. We're going to teach you how to do the job the best to, to your ability. And our, our team of agents is up 20% in a market that's down 20%. So, you know, that's because we're feeding life. But we can do that because of the data that you've kept and the ability to, to dive into that to find not only what's best for our agents, but best for the people that we want to serve. Because this community is so important to us, we want to make sure that you hear the things that we believe are valuable to make you a great homeowner and make good decisions in a market. Time out. Student of the Game is brought to you by Knoll Team Real Estate. Our mission is to eradicate mediocre real estate transactions. On your largest financial purchase, you shouldn't have to deal with average. We do this by helping you save time, reduce your stress, and helping you keep as much money in your pocket as we can. You can help us out by introducing us to your friends or family who want to make confident real estate decisions, whether buying, selling, building, or investing. At Knoll Team Real Estate, we are connected to a group of realtors who sell one in every eight homes in North America. If you know someone moving out of your area, there's a great chance we can connect them to somebody we know, like, and trust. Remember, relationships win. Now back to the show. So, okay, I, I, I understand how important data is, but we're talking to a bunch of small business owners, a bunch of realtors, a bunch of people that they probably just feel busy. They feel tired, they feel worn out, and now you're asking them to track all this data. Anthony, we are in a world of free spirits. You know, most salespeople, most, most practitioners that go out and start their own business, they're free spirits. They just wanna go and, you know, hang their own shingle. Yeah. Now there's a piece of communication. So if you were communicating to one of these people out there that maybe was resistant to tracking data, right? The second piece to your job that's the fundamental is communicating. So what would you what would you communicate to somebody who's maybe a little resistant to the data? Absolutely. And, and, you know, I think, Brad, you, you hit the nail on the head. I think that's part of the reason why you were looking for, as you mentioned, Pippin, you were looking for that integrator because you're out doing the vision stuff. And so bringing on myself was a, someone that could say, hey, look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to set up regular connects. We're not going to have just one long meeting where it gets drowned out. We're going to have a bunch of little tiny meetings with different small groups. So it's effective communication in particular to the spots that you need to hear it. You know, not everybody needs to be in the receiver room. Uh, the linebackers don't need to be there. So let's make sure that the receivers are in there and that we're really dedicated to that period of time. Similarly, we have our client care, we have our marketing, we have our sales. So let's make sure that each communication point is to them. The second thing about the communication piece as far as why the data is important, I, I kind of go back to my finance uh, life. When I would meet with people, they go, well, I just don't have the money in my budget to save the way I want to for retirement. So, well, let's take a look at your budget. And we would find like the $12.99 Netflix, the apps that aren't even being used, they're $6.99 or $5.99 each a month. And we would start finding all these like little things and these little leeches when we would add them all up would save somewhere between four and $8,000 a year by just eliminating some of the clutter. So what we're trying to do is to eliminate that clutter. And for any business owner out there, I would say tracking your data starts with just being disciplined discipline going, hey, look, if I just budget 30 minutes of my day to track my calls or to track X, Y, and Z, that's important to your specific industry, you know, 
that 30 minutes is actually saving or making you Five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars. It could probably increase your business productivity 15, 20%. It could probably increase the longevity and consistency of your business exponentially because of the fact that you've now created that discipline and your your pipeline's gonna be more accurate. Your data is gonna be more accurate. So that's that's the type of thing I would say is is the discipline of directed communication and making sure that you time block and say, yeah, it is this important because it's laying a foundation of consistency and continual success. Yeah, well, okay, I'm gonna say a couple things here, but I, I think you were right in 100% of what you said, but I'm a free spirit. I'm a recovering free spirit, I'll, I'll say that. And so I'm really working on structure because structure does give you flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, you said a couple things that I wanna make sure people understand. We're trying to live the life that you want. Everybody is, right? We're, all we are is just a walking, you know, walking, talking, breathing, you know, bag of mixed priorities. Like we have to figure out, you know, I got to get the kids here and I got to get my bills paid here and I got to get these clients served over here. Like we have so many priorities throughout the day. And, you know, we're in a spot after 20 years, you know, our business might look different than yours. You know, if you're listening right now and you're like, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to time block. You know, for me as a free spirit, when somebody said, it's not a budget, it's a spending plan. You get to choose where you spend your money. I'm like, let's go. Let's create this spending plan. You know, and the same (laughs) thing is with time blocking it's it's not it's not jail to time block it's actually choosing it's actually more you're you're being more of a free spirit to tell your calendar what you're going to do like you're not going to be the boss of me I'm going to tell my time where I'm going to use it. And I think if people can just shift their mindset on that, what I used to do as a solopreneur when I was new into the business is I would go 100 miles an hour just like you the listener out there you know you don't have time in a day and in my morning routine I got to the point where it's like hey I found out my phone tracks about 50 calls, you know? And so I could go back and each morning I would go through my call log and I would start tracking the number of people that I talk to. Now, how does this tie into living the life that you want? Because as a salesperson, as a business owner, there are so many days. Anthony, there are more days where we don't make a sale than when we do make a sale. 100%. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to be present for my family. And I wanted to have not only that, I wanted to have the peace of mind that the work I did that day mattered. And when I started tracking, I knew I won the day. And if you can just figure out what does winning the day look like to you, I think that's fundamental. You can't really move to to a place where you have peace of mind, where you can be present with your family or present with your clients until you do track and know what a peace of mind does look like for, for the good life. So thanks for sharing fundamentals in your role, data and communication. And it's not just tracking data for the sake of tracking data. Like I sold 15 red houses with red doors this year. Like doesn't matter, okay? But what does matter is is find out the data that's important for your business. Make sure you're tracking it. Be a student of the game, right? And and then from there, make sure you know how to communicate how uh, how that works. Let's get into practice. Practice practice is all about. Everybody heard the Allen Iverson pitch, right? It's it's almost like it's almost you know comical now. But I believe true pros fall in love with practice. Absolutely. You know, yeah. uh, amateurs get paid to play, pros, they get paid to practice. And and working on our craft is a really important thing. Let's talk about what we do when it comes to practice, because you've got data and communication here. What are the things that we're doing that nobody sees? And specifically, we're talking about our capacity tracker and then our pipeline tracker. Let's let's talk a little bit about that. Maybe start with the pipeline tracker, because I think that that's you know, relevant for so many businesses out there. Yeah, Brett, and I, I want to piggyback, if you, if you don't mind, just one thing that you said that really struck out to me in, in, in a big way was, you know, changing your mindset. I think part of communication sometimes is communication with yourself. 
And it can be very easy to fall into oh, data. I don't want to, or time block. You know, you, you get these ideas. I'll never forget coaching when I took a, an assistant job and we had switched schools. And our best player, the best spot on the floor for him was going to be the five. It wasn't even a center position. It was just the five. But in his mind, five meant center, and he did not want to be a center. And I looked at our coach. I said, we just need to change the playbook so that all these fives turn into threes and just make sure that he sees it. And he ran our old five the whole season very happily, thinking it was the three. It was just a change in that little bit allowed him to excel instead of getting hung up on something. And That's I would, so want to encourage everybody, uh, you know, find something. If there's something that hangs you up, but you know it's essential to success in your business, find a way to reframe that conversation with your, with yourself more than the communication internally. It's with yourself. And you know, piggybacking off that, that's the work behind the scenes that we're trying to do because uh, in our industry, uh, you know, obviously when you're working on a team and you are a buyer agent or a listing agent for a bigger salesperson, uh, if they ask you, hey, what's your capacity? Well, if you're getting fed from from the bigger agent, the capacity number is going to be huge. It's going to be, oh, I, I can do, you know, 100 people. Well, let's let's reframe that conversation because the conversation needs to be how are we serving others the most effectively? You know, how many people can someone actually give the attention to detail that we require for each and every one of our clients? Because we want our clients to know they're getting a ton of attention and a ton of appreciation. And so what we've done is we created a capacity tracker. So we're looking at everybody's pipeline, being able to plug it in and we can say, okay, this person's at 78% to capacity. So we've got a new uh, listing that's coming on the market. They can handle this. This is great. Um, we've got somebody else that's 120% to capacity. They've got a lot of business that's come their way, both individually and through the, the company. Uh, you know, a new client coming in to buy a house, they're probably not going to get the attention from this individual the way that we would want. So let's make sure that we leverage somebody else that can. Those are the little things that go on behind the scenes that are meant to empower both our team to know they're not going to get burned out, but also empower our clients to know they're getting the attention they deserve. So it's always a reputational excellence here with the Null team. I, I want to I pause you for a second because I, I feel like you're speaking into my soul. You know, there's six minutes left in the game and I'm playing and I'm in college and, you know, I'm on the floor and I'm gassed. I don't want to come out. So guess what I'm not doing? I'm not looking over the bench, <laughs> you know, but, exactly. but it's, it's the same thing. And I think, I think capacity is kind of the fool's gold right now where it's like, you know, people, people know that this is, you know, if you're in a sales business or, or you're running a business, it's eat what you kill. Like you got to go out and do something. And what happens is I, I think we, we lie to ourselves about the capacity that we actually have. And so we have, we have some metrics to track people's capacity and it's not because we're trying to hold them back. It's actually be like, we want them running on the Autobahn. We want them going hundred miles an hour with the capacity that actually serves our clients. If we serve our clients, they're gonna keep telling other people about us. When they tell other people about us, we're gonna stay in business for a really long time. I wanna stay in business for a really long time. I'm not about having banner years every year. They would be great, but I'm, I'm, into, I'm into staying in business a long time and, and capacity is how we do that so that we can serve our clients. I love how you said that. Thank you. Yeah, no. And, and that's, you know, it's making everybody, as you mentioned, win together. That's a win together for everybody because you hit, you hit a higher percentage and everybody feels better about life. And that, that's what we're looking for. And, you know, again, going back to articulating goals, that's another thing we've done is we've reversed engineered. You know, we're able to take the data and then reverse it. And we go, okay, what is your personal goal to our sales team? What's your personal goal this year? How much would you like to make? You know, what is, what's the goal there uh, beyond that? How much time do you want to be spending with your family over the summer? You know, what does that look like? 
like? Uh, you know, what are you really capable of? And then we've used this pipeline scorecard to say, okay, we can tell you what you need to be at first off quarter by quarter, you know, by this scorecard. And then we can even break it down by the months because that's a scorecard that we were able to use from a friend of yours, Mike Gandolfo, uh, that can be applied to any real estate team across the U.S. But we also understand the Indiana market. So we can say, hey, you know what? What works in California may not work in Fort Wayne, Indiana as far as seasonality. So we can break it down by Fort Wayne seasonality and say, hey, you know, agent A, agent B, this is what percent you need to be at for this month because this will keep you on track. And we can have those meetings and make sure that we empower them to know exactly what they're looking like. Even though they've not closed a bunch of sales, they might know in their pipeline, they're okay. It's okay not to stress out, but just keep doing the right things. Oh, and it's back to peace of mind too, right? And what we're, tr- what we're trying to do on our team is we're, we're trying to make sure people can stay focused. Our team needs to stay focused. In this market, in this real estate market right now, you need to be focused or you're not gonna be in business. So, so if you're if you're looking on how to get focused, come talk to us. But but what we do is look at look at you know college basketball. There's media timeouts under sixteen, under twelve, under eight, under four. There's media timeouts. Well, that's there for a reason. One, it's to pay the you know it's for the sponsors. You know, but but also coaches are using this as let's win this next four minutes. Let's win this next four minutes. And what we're doing is we're saying, hey, let's win this next twelve months. Let's win this next twelve months. And we've got this rhythm where we're meeting with agents one on one, so that if somebody has a goal of ten homes or somebody has a goal of twenty homes or a hundred homes, it doesn't matter what their goal is. The numbers play out. So one of the things that we're doing is we're tracking. You know, you got to be at seventy five percent of your pipeline score by the end of the first quarter. You got to be at eighty five percent by the end of the second quarter and hundred percent by the end of the third quarter. And and active and potential and pending and closed transactions all have different valuations. And so. You know, talk a little bit about, you know, maybe the feedback on our agents as we're starting to do these pipeline scores and what's happening with our team. Well, Brad, first off, the thing that's been very cool to watch is making things change from a, uh, uh, operating out of fear. I think a lot of times people can operate out of fear and panic, and that creates problems. You know, I think that you make mistakes versus a sense of urgency. You don't want to be resting on your laurels. You know, you want to make sure that you're always doing something. And I think that there's a difference between operating out of fear and panic and operating with a sense of urgency. And I think what the pipeline scorecard has done is it allows us every month we meet with every agent on our team. We have a one-to-one connect to see just how they're doing in life in general and not only talk about you know their transactions but also their life and, and what we've got going on as a team but when we do get into the transaction discussion what we're able to do with this pipeline tracker is because every number has a different weighting we can say hey look this is exactly where you stand regardless of whether you like you said want to sell five homes 50 homes 500 homes this is it's it's irrelevant we'll be able to tell you what your custom goal looks like and what we can do then is go let's take this and now here are the activities that we know are habits that are proven to work and these proven habits, if you do these, the end result will be you're not operating out of fear and reactioning to the market that's there, but you're acting out of a sense of urgency because you are being confident that you know if you keep working the good habits with these individuals, good things will come for you. And I go back to a book that I read a long time ago, Golf is Not a Game of, Con- of Perfect, from Dr. Bob Rotella. And this guy was genius about so many things, but he gave the 10 things that he felt were essential for your mindset to be successful in golf. Nine of the 10 had to do with things that 
you as the golfer individually did. But the 10th one always stuck out to me. And that was find someone who believes in you. And I think that's so important because we can teach all these good habits and we have to trust our agents to do the habits that we're teaching. But the biggest thing is, I think is the 10th one. And that is every person on this team, whether you're a sales agent, whether you are on our client care team or the marketing team, you are surrounded by people that believe in you and what you are able to accomplish. So I think that helps encourage people to do steps one through nine, you know, whatever those habits might be. It makes them go, yeah, I do need to put that extra work in because they believe I can do this. I can accomplish this. And I'm going to work with that sense of urgency, never out of fear, because I have the confidence of these this, the data-driven information behind me. Well, and that's how we're building our team. I mean, one of, the, one of the things that Lindsay and I believe is people need to be celebrated, not tolerated. And we, we are... You know, we can't celebrate too much. Like, I don't want people to think that they're better than what they are. I mean, we got to do some hard work and some heavy lifting, but we want to celebrate our people, not just tolerate them. You know, if you're feeling tolerated right now and you're in a job, get out. Don't stay there. You know, if you're feeling tolerated with the business that you have, get out, you know, go do some activities. Part of, part of the practice for our agents is we talk about doing the right activities with the right people and then doing them with excellence. So if, if our agents want to see results, they got to do the activities with the right people with the right activities and with excellence. And so, you know, I I look at this is what we're doing is, you know, the fundamentals are the data and communication for your role. Then you get into the practice and it's like, okay, this data needs to be translated into what does this mean to me? And I'm going to keep going back to this, but it's peace of mind. It's peace of, it's peace of mind. It's it's either, you know, one of my favorite sayings is, you know, I, I love my role is to comfort those that are afflicted and to afflict those that are comfortable. And every meeting with different agents, we're either comforting somebody or we're afflicting them. But we're gonna, but we're gonna put our arms around them. And we're gonna love them uh, along the way, and, and this is a great just kind of media timeout where we can go and we can look at this data. So, thanks for sharing uh, the capacity metrics and the pipeline score. You know, it's it's something that you focus on quite a bit. It's what's going to drive our business. It's gonna, it's what's really helping our agents find success. But more importantly, find peace of mind. Again, like I said, you know, you go, you go home at night. You know, you want to know if if my pipeline's at seventy two percent and I'm in mid March, I'm on my way. I just have to make sure. I just have to make sure I focus on my pipeline, and I'm doing the right activities with the right people with excellence. So let's let's get into winning a little bit. So you know, people don't just join our team for the kumbayas. They don't join our team <laughs> no. because because we we want to you know uh, have a great you know fun lunch and hang out and high five each other. You know, people want to win. You know, and, and yes. we we believe people want to win. And the goal of this podcast is to understand how do you win at the game of life. You know, there's so mm-hmm. there's so many books and messages out there that we believe relationships win. And so yeah. let's, let's talk about your role specifically as a director of operations. What does winning look like for you? Winning for me, Brad, at this role is number one, I think it's to not change the culture. I know that we talked about being a free spirit and then, you know, the, you said you were recovering. I, I recovering exactly free spirit. Like, <laughs> recovering free spirit. I hope that you never feel like you have to recover from that. That would be part of what my goal is as director of operations. That is who you are. Embracing that part of your personality is what drives so much stuff. It's just also understanding that, yeah, there's going to be some structure behind the scenes that are going to have to have to fall in line for it to be successful. Um, you know, I, I think that that's where, for me, it's empowering others. It's, it's, it's taking the culture that you've established and then 
accenting it. You know, the, the foil character, if you will. You know, there's the diamond, but it looks much brighter when they put that little bit of foil in the back of the ring. You know, I want to make sure I'm that little bit of foil in the back of the ring that helps the whole team shine brighter. You know, I'm never going to be the person on the forefront uh, meeting with new clients or anything like that. So I want to make sure that I'm empowering everybody on the team to be able to do their job with the data that they need to stand out and be different in a market full of realtors, how do I help my team stand out? Um, you, the one culture thing I, I would say is, yeah, maybe we aren't the number one team you know, right now. I think we have aspirations to be that. Um, but I look at like the Miami Heat this year in the finals. You know, they, they were picked to not even make the playoffs. They skirted in, and then their leading scorer goes out game one, and his comment was, hey, yeah, I've got this injury, but it's okay, I'll be back for the finals. No one believed they'd even get out of the first round, and he's saying he's been back for, for finals with a straight face. Why did Tyler Hero say that? Because there's a culture that says, we believe we can win. And I believe that for my job is to make sure that everybody here believes they can win. And so, I, yeah, I can nerd out with all kinds of data and stats and things, but I can watch it also fly right over everybody's head. So my job is to disseminate that data and find how it fits to give a powerful tool, whether it's to investors, whether it's to home buyers, and then say, this is all the, this is the nugget that they need. Make sure it's speaking there and then use that confidence and that distinction to stand out in a very busy market. There's a lot of things that we have aspirations to do. So I'm just continually building roadmaps and digging into the data. And then when you go, Hey, this is the nugget we needed right here pull it out of the toolbox and go to work. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to continue to build this team and build what we're doing. But I think the cool part about this podcast is if you're not in real estate and you actually have some questions about your business, I think you can confidently say Brad and Anthony are two guys that you can go, hey, I want to pick your brain. Just, you know, I don't know what data to look for in my business. We're the type of people that will listen to you and say, I either know somebody to connect you with or I actually have an idea for you because we help win win together. Absolutely, and and sorry to interrupt there, but but this podcast, no, you know, Student of the Game was created because, you know, I I didn't really have a model in the real estate business other than my grandfather who did this for fifty five years, and I didn't witness him. And you know, I was nine years old when when he was you know in his in his heyday. Um, but when I got into real estate, he was no longer in the business. I had to look outside of real estate to figure out who I was, you know, what I wanted our business to look like, what I wanted our company to look like. And I got so much information from the music industry, from a medical office. Like the reason we have a specialist model is because when you go to the doctor, there are specialists who are trained to help you in whatever it is you need. So, you know, 25% of our business is investment real estate. That That's going to continue to grow because Fort Wayne is one of the hottest markets in the country. And as a former financial advisor, you have the mindset to understand how to unpack the data so that our clients are winning. So uh, keep up the good work. I know we want to serve our clients at a really high level. You know, with this podcast, we want to serve you, the listener, at a really high level. If there's some ideas that you're not even in the real estate business, like Anthony said, feel free to reach out. If you're in the real estate business, obviously reach out. We've got a ton of tools and, and data that we use and we're just happy to share. So as we as we wrap up, you know, this is a podcast about being a student of the game, which is about being curious. It's about taking your business to the next level. It's about taking your life to the next level. And in order to do that, the framework is you have to master the fundamentals, you have to fall in love with practice, and eventually you'll be winning at the game of life. And in our mind, you know, what do we feel like is the recipe for that? It's relationships and relationships win. Anthony, I appreciate you as our director of operations leading the ship. Uh, there's, there's good days, there's bad days. I mean, we're not perfect. We're not on this podcast because we're perfect. You know, we're on this podcast because we're still being students of the game uh, as it relates to this business as well. So thank you for being a part of our team. Relationships do win. Uh, my final question 
A lot of kids these days, you know, say, uh, give them their flowers, which means their accolades and their appreciation. Who's somebody in your life that you want to send some flowers to, virtual flowers here? So who, who's, who's the most impactful person that's, uh, that's helped you get to where you are today? Uh, you know, Brad, you, you mentioned your grandfather. Uh, I can't give him any virtual flowers anymore. He's passed on. But uh, I had two great-grandfathers, grand, not great-grandfathers, but two individuals that were both my grandparents. And in different ways, uh, they they exampled life, both as a high school basketball coach from one and as a pastor on the other. And they both stepped in in my life when my dad had a car accident, became paraplegic. Uh, they stepped in in different ways to, to breathe life into me. And those two individuals, uh, you know, set the tone for me, much like your grandfather did for you, because of the were authentic. They really did care about people and the relationships, and that taught me a ton. And so I would start there. Uh, I have to give credit to my wife because it's amazing. You can't do a lot in life if you don't have somebody behind you uh, that believes. She's an incredibly talented, gifted person, and I appreciate Jamie uh, more than I can express on this podcast. But she's empowered me to step out of my comfort zone when I was at a, at Merrill Lynch as one of the top advisors uh, for two years in a row. I had to step away because I knew it wasn't the right decision for my family to stay there. And and I had a wife that said, it's okay, we can cut back and you do what you believe in and but never look back. This has been one of the best decisions ever because I have a wife behind me. And I've said to you before, you know, Brad, I'm not saying it because it's your podcast. I, I mean it sincerely. You've empowered me to believe in myself in ways uh, I didn't even believe in myself at first. So I've learned a lot about real estate that I never knew over the last year. But beyond that, I've learned exactly, you know, what is out there and capable of doing when you actually have people behind you that, that genuinely want to, to help you succeed. So those would be the three virtual flowers I guess if you would, that I, I'd be sending out right now. Nice. That's awesome. Well, thanks. I appreciate the the uh, the flowers. I, I'll receive those flowers. Don't mean for my podcast to, to get flowers myself, but uh, relationships do win. So if you've heard anything today, please hear that data will help with fear. Data will overcome the feelings that you have every single day. So you got to know your numbers. You got to know your data. You also have to understand, you know, the, the, the practice that goes into every single day, paying attention to the things you need to pay attention to. Practice is no fun, but you know what? That's what pros, that's what pros get paid for as, as the practice. So find out what practice looks like in your business, your industry, and then ultimately relationships win. If you want to be successful, you need to have great relationships. You need to go be the person that you're looking for. So with that, uh, that's a wrap. Uh, student of the game podcast Anthony we're here to master the fundamentals fall in love with practice and win at the game of life thanks for being a guest today thank you enjoyed it thanks for listening to student of the game podcast whatever game you are playing I'm cheering for you see you in the next class